And we are back with part two of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield and his big brother Rich. Rich, you want to tell us once again tonight how you're doing? Sure. I'm doing. Here I <laughs> you're am. doing. You're doing. Here you are. You're all didn't good. Didn't change any in the last half hour. Yes, didn't so. change at all the last half hour. But for those of you listening in podcast form, hopefully you are joining us here for the second half of the show. And for those of you on YouTube, I'm thank you for bearing with us for a three second break. So, <laughs> so what we were talking about was the Steelers tipping their hands. To, you know, with training camp. The last thing they want to do is tip their hand with things they're going to be doing. We talked about the Minka Fitzpatrick and the secondary and disguising that. Um, but there's more to it. I think a young wide receiver for the Steelers last week kind of uh, said some things he shouldn't have said, in my opinion. You know that? The one young Deontay Johnson talking about doing some different motions and things that Coach Canada has brought in. I don't think the Steelers are very happy that that got out. <laughs> it probably weren't real happy that got out, but honestly, did we really think it wasn't going to happen? Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, um, I, I'm going to backtrack just a second. Who it. was it? Who was it that brought it up? Sorry, I got to see who it was. Awesome stuff. 1983 brought this up from something we were talking about earlier in the show. The NFL had 17 rounds from 67 to 76. That is correct. I actually double-checked on that. And the Steelers had 17 picks the year they took Lynn Swan. Yeah. So now, the Lynn, question Lynn was – Swan was in round one. You want to, know who the, want to know who they picked in round 17? 17. Who they chose over Donnie Shell? Yes. Larry Moore, defensive end out of Angelo State. Hmm. All righty then. Sorry. Just, so, yeah. not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, not in the Hall Donnie of Fame. Donnie Shell. Donnie Shell. In the Hall of Fame. So, Sorry, yeah. I just had to backtrack. Oh, no, that, 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 that was good. That was good. Because we got to talking about that, I, I knew we were more than 10 yeah. rounds. Um, I, I know at some point there was 12 or 14, so that's that's crazy. Right. That's crazy. So, uh, good stuff there. Good stuff. So, the Steelers tipping their hands. You know, do you think uh, a head coach or a wide receivers coach or maybe even a quarterbacks coach or somebody might have or, you know, a, another wily veteran or something might have gone up after practice that day and put their arm around one Deontay Johnson said, hey, you know, it's good that we're out here. We want to answer some questions, but we don't really want to tell people what we're doing. The last thing we want to know is, you know, let people know that we might be working on some new and different stuff. So, you know. You know, we don't we don't want them going back and looking at Coach Canada's you know you know tapes of college offenses that he ran. You know, if we're going to be doing some of the same stuff, so let's just let's just kind of calm that down a little bit. If I were to go out on a limb, I'm going to guess number seven put his arm around Mr. Deontay Johnson and said, "Hey, <laughs> I appreciate it, and you're going to do great things for us, but let's not talk about anything we're doing in here. Let's keep them all guessing." So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then again, um, one number seven has been known to say more to the media um, than he should in years past, um, specifically on the radio and specifically when it comes to how he feels other players did in the game. But um, this is strategy. This is probably a whole new thing. I'm sure he was might have been there to do that. But uh, 
Um, we have guys in the, in the live chat apologizing for for the. Oh, uh, no need to apologize. Although oh, James, no. I, love, I didn't know. I love, I love that James said he didn't didn't specify that uh, when he put in seventy four draft, he didn't specify NFL, and he got what the NBA draft was, which that's was ten. So that's why yeah. he was right. So hey, James, don't blame it, everybody. Hey, way to be on top of stuff. Um, we appreciate that. Um, anything else you think that that's you know. I wonder if uh, it's funny because Ike Taylor said something in our interview, which in case you all did not see that, that was last Wednesday. Thursday. Thursday. It was last Thursday. Here, Sorry, on, here Wednesday. It was supposed <laughs> to be Wednesday. We ended up with an impromptu yep. after party. Um, and instead, we got our interview with Ike Taylor last Thursday, where Brian Anthony Davis and myself uh, had a nice lengthy talk with the uh, with the former Steelers cornerback. And he mentioned about, you know, give Ben two tight ends, look out. And I was even wondering if the tight end coach said a little bit too much when he talked about two tight end sets, you know, but at least they're giving us something, you know, and whether they use them or not, sometimes you got to wonder, are they throwing something out there in these interviews that really isn't true? Maybe Deontay Johnson did exactly what he was supposed to do and get people thinking and focusing on Matt Canada's style of motions and stuff in an offense. And, and really they're not doing any time, of it at all. They'll spend all their time going back, looking at that tape and then that tape gets them nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so know. That, that, it, it, you can't really do it. I mean, and let's say this. The Minka Fitzpatrick one that basically says, hey, look at last year's tape, and that's what I'm going to be doing. You know, I don't buy that for a second because that gives no, that gives the Giants for week one an easy out. Deontay Johnson, I did I didn't think it would, you know, you know, guy coming in for a second year. I don't know that he'd he'd be the one to really speak up and say something about this. But to say that stuff, maybe he just sends them on a wild goose chase. That would be great. I would love that if that's really true. But honestly, I'd rather see them actually utilizing some of these motions in their offense. So I hope it's true. So um who knows? You know, that's the problem. It's kind of like changing your signal calls. Let's say you have a player, you know, prime example, LJ Fort played for the Steelers year before last, um, then signed with the Eagles, got cut, had the whole fiasco over the Steelers going to get their third round comp pick, uh, which they did. And thank you that we have Mr. Highsmith. And then he ends up in Baltimore. And the thing is, oh, are they? Is he going to know? Is he going to have inside stuff that, like, maybe he knows some of the some of the, the the calls and stuff of the offense? I'm like, well, first of all, you really think they're not going to change their calls even from one year to the next? I mean, I'm sure they change it from one game to the next, maybe even from one half to the next. You know, it could be drive to drive. They could come up with this. All right, hey, we're going to do this set of codes this game for all for all we know. But the thing is. What would be really smart is using some of the same things that do mean the same thing and some of them that don't, you know, because even if you're like, oh, I know this call. It's kind of like trying to steal signs in baseball. Um, if the other team figures out you stole their sign and next thing you know, they set you up that you're going to be getting a fastball and you're sitting there sitting on it. And all of a sudden you just look like a fool with a big curveball. It's probably better the other way around. Right. I'm not much of a baseball player. Um, you know, how much can you really trust? the signal calls anyway. And it's the same kind of thing with this information. What do you think? I, I would agree. It's I, I believe it or not, I kind of like your, your, your look at baseball. 
And um, it's one thing to be able to steal signs or no calls, but if the other team knows you do, mm-hmm. you know, like you said with <laughs> Fort, like really, do you does did Baltimore really think we we would make the calls that so that he could know what was going on? Like mm-hmm. really, really. <laughs> I'm going to pull Brian Anthony Davis, and I'm going to reference. Oh, no. I'm going to reference an episode of Friends. Oh, I thought okay. you were going to get okay. I knew it was no, no. I wasn't going to bust in. I wasn't going to bust in the song. I wasn't going to bust in. It wasn't. It wasn't music. This time it's TV. Like that episode okay. of Friends. Oh, but oh, but they don't know that we know. Oh, well, they know that we know that they know, but they don't know that we know that they know that we know that they know. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's what this all is about the signal column. Okay, they now know that we know that they know that we know that they know. You so- can actually, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to trying to figure out, you know, signals or calls or things like that, you can actually drive yourself nuts. Yes, and you really can. I, I got to bring it up here. You can put so much energy into something that honestly, you need to just be lining up and playing whatever play is thrown at you. Not guessing. Yeah. Dallas Quinley. can do too much. Even if you know the call, you still got to execute. Still you know? Execute. I mean, and if hey, you think you know the call and you're not sure, guess what you're dealing with? Paralysis by analysis. You know? You know, <laughs> we, you'd know there for a while in the 90s and early 2000s, you know, late, late in games, Steelers were going to turn around and they were going to hand the ball off when they had a lead. You know, they turn around, give it to the bus. You know what you still had to be able to do? You still had you still to tackle had, the bus. You had, you had three plays where you had to keep mm-hmm. the bus from getting 10 yards. Yeah. Yep. And it's kind of like line them up, bury you to stop us. And that's yep. – that, I love that kind of football. It's it's like the stories of Steelers' fourth-round draft pick, Kevin Dotson, who in college would come up and tell the guys lined up across from him exactly what the play was. And he'd tell him the truth and he'd bury yeah. him because he's, he's like, like yep. you can know the play and you're still not going to stop. It. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's just, that's just what it is. So yes, you're dealing with, uh, not wanting to tip your hand, not wanting to say too much, but I'll tell you what, sometimes just putting out a little bit of misinformation is not a bad thing. So, um, and what are we going to do? We're because we're not getting any other information. We're going to sit here and critique it, <laughs> try to figure it out, just like the New York Giants are trying to do right now. So we can, um, drive, ourselves, we can drive ourselves insane. Yeah, you can. You can. You can drive yourself nuts. And then that's what. Hey, we know this is a couple of numbers, guys. We're still stat geeks. That you could sit there and try to crunch numbers so much to where you can make yourself crazy. You know, you really can. There's been times where I've been trying to to figure out some things. I, I do some stuff on the side where I uh, schedule um, softball tournaments, a lot of uh, like girls fast pitch softball tournaments. And I could sit there um, in the middle of the night trying to figure out the piece of the puzzle in order to fit one more game in, in order to fit everything to work. And you can drive yourself crazy. Um, so trust me, I know. The best thing these players can do, you don't have to know the calls. You got to trust your instincts and go make a play. Trust your instincts. Go yep. make a play. Let's uh, let's open it up to some questions. Sound good, Rich? Or anything else you want to say about the about the tight lipped and not tipping your hand? No, nothing else really to say about that. Just because I, I just a lot of teams are doing that now. 
Yeah. Nobody, you know, nobody's out there broadcasting. Oh, here we are. Look at all what we're doing. Yeah. And, and a lot of people for a long time criticized the Steelers for having open training camps that anyone could come in and get their information. So, um, well, I will tell you this. So, back in 2005, yep. spring of 2005, um, I was at a conference in Nashville. Mm hmm. And had a coworker who had a connection to uh, the offensive line coach of the Titans at the time, who ironically went to WVU and used to come over to Deep Creek Lake and fish all the time while he was in yeah. school. Um, he took us on a tour of the practice facility and the stadium. Well, first we went to the stadium, then we went to the practice facility, and we were looking at their practice facility where the fields were, and there were these big like small lakes, you know, like ponds, really big ponds around them. But on the other side of the one, there was like this little strip mall or whatever. And I said something as a joke. I was like, um, aren't you ever afraid of other teams coming in, hanging out the strip mall over there and, you know, videotaping what you all do? He's like, oh, we just send a couple interns over there to wander around and make sure nobody's doing that. Dude, I'll be honest with like, you. Whoa. Coaching high school football. You know what they did? Um, not long after I, I, I hang it up when, when I when I had a family. They yeah. right right next to a practice field, right across strip ball. I mean, literally across the road. You were talking 25 yards from from where from our sideline to a parking lot. And um they planted a bunch bunch of uh, um, evergreen bushes along that along the field. Because uh, just to make it a little bit more difficult to for for um, opposing teams to come and say, hey, let's just go take their practice, see what they're doing. It's so not paranoia uh -huh. if they're really after you. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Let, let's All get right, to some of these questions. questions. Yeah, right. Mark Davison said, well, no preseason impact the rookies or players on the edge of making the team. We have been saying this for quite a long time. That answer is? Yes. Yes. Um, not, not your rookie, not your, not your high draft, but rookies, but maybe towards the end of the draft and your undrafted free agent rookies, yes. Not, um, not we're, going to, we're going to be way more likely to go with what we know than what we don't. Yeah, and and well, not only that, if it's an undrafted free agent, you know, there's a good chance that you can get them on the practice squad because sure. who wants to, because no one else is going to have tape on them on the, on the preseason. We've talked about right. that at Length. I'm going to do this one. Just a fan. Yep. Anyone hear whether Justin Lane's making any progress as, as a backup? Haven't heard a thing. That could be good. That could be bad. I, I haven't heard anything. It, right. We don't know a thing. So you could think, oh, we're not hearing anything. That might not be. Or it could be a, ooh, they got a secret. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe they don't want. Maybe he's a guy they want to sneak on. No, they don't want to sneak him with the practice squad. He was. He's their gunner. He was their best no, gunner. But. but, but could come down to, yeah, you know, they're putting some packages together for him. Yeah, who knows? He might get on the field. He right. might not. He so, might be like twenty nineteen and not see a defensive snap. Sorry, we don't have any. Everything I've seen, and I've I read all the reports and everything else, and I haven't seen him mentioned other than, you know, when he was coming back off of the COVID list. So, uh, I got a really important question here. That one. Yeah. <laughs> I almost clicked off of it because you clicked on it. Okay. Ron uh, Reed wants to know. Yeah. He, he wants to know, are we having the elimination league this year, Dave? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes, we are having our Survivor League again, and I just got the prize this week. I got it in the mail. Um, just for those of you, you what it is, yet. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, you know, maybe I will. Um, well, we're gonna we divulge it on our show. Oh. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I'm not saying the league's up yet. I will probably set them up September 1st. I want to talk to Jeff, make sure. The reason I'm waiting until September 1st, that's a week from the day. The reason is because if we get everyone in there right now and you set up too early, you have a tendency to forget to make your first pick because it's too long between then and the first week. So if we start it on Tuesday the 1st and then the first game is on Thursday the 10th, that, I mean, and you can still join up until that Saturday, you just can't pick the Thursday game. That's the way they do Thursday games. Um, you don't have to have your pick every week in by Thursday, but if you pick the Thursday game, you have to. So we will get that set up. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, don't understand the question. Last year, Behind the Steel Curtain ran a Survivor League in Yahoo. It got really big. I didn't even know how many people we could fit in the league. Found out they were capped at 100. We did six leagues yeah. <laughs> because we had so many people sign up for it. The only rule was, one entry per user. So don't enter each league. If you if we if I find a duplicate entry, er, gone. Okay. So if you had a different username, it was fine. There's no no way around that. So meaning when I say username, not the name that you signed up for for the league, meaning the the name of the the email, uh, the the Yahoo ID account that you signed up for. Anyway, so what it is is you pick one game each week. One game. If that if it, not even against the spread. If that team wins, you move to the next round. If they lose, you're out. And once you pick a team, you can't use them again. So if you pick the Steelers in week one, you can't pick the Steelers ever again. That's how it works. Last man standing wins the prize. We made it to, what was it last week, last year? Was it like week, it was like 13, maybe 12 or 13. And I was surprised that we didn't have to reset it with anybody else. That was just, there was like seven people left. And after that one, just one, just one yeah. person. So that was surprising again. and won the prize of a signed David DeCastro football. So I will tell you that the prize for this year will once again be assigned football by a Pittsburgh Steelers player. And I will let you know that player. Get some more questions at another time. <laughs> okay. Um, this was something that someone that was brought up about Ben's throwing motion on deep balls really off. It's not that it's off. It's not that his motion is off. I heard that his throwing motion, just like any player that comes back from major surgery, is slightly different. That's what I've heard. What about you, Rich? Yeah, but someone brought up on here earlier that Ben said that, you know, this is the best his elbows felt in 10 yep. years. Uh, so has his motion on deep balls for the last 10 years – been off because he's protected the elbow. I, you you brought up. I was going to let you answer, then I was going to come back and say that, and I'm glad right, you said so, it. So the question is, it's not off. I it's don't different. care what I don't care what his motion is. Yeah. Okay. What I care is is when Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool is streaking down the field, 
can Ben hit him? If he hits yeah. him, I don't care what his motion yeah. looks like. May, may, maybe it was Ben compensating for the elbow for the last several seasons, and now he's not, and that's why it looks slightly different. Yep. So let's go with awesome stuff, 1983. What do you think of Ben's play within the offense? Do you think he's as good at making reads as he should be at his age? Um, he's obviously a great improviser. Let's – can I give the Ike Taylor answer? Please do. From Mike Taylor's interview, he said, it's, it's from the neck up. That's what seven brings. It's from the neck up. And that's the difference back there. And that's what you need back there. It's the, I would rather have Ben. It's so funny because some people said last year, we might have, the Steelers might have been better off with Ben Roethlisberger throwing left-handed because of everything that he go, goes and brings and reads, you know, as a joke. You know, I really don't want a left-handed throwing Ben Roethlisberger. Um, just to be back there and reading and, and making all the right calls and decisions. That that is extremely important. I mean, and we've we've seen it from other quarterbacks late in their career. You don't have to throw the ball out of the stadium. You just have to be able to know how to read an NFL defense and make the right decision. What do you think, Rich? And and be able to hit receivers. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, right now, if you're really going to stop and think about it, you know, who who's who do you really think probably has a better arm right now? Ben Roethlisberger or Paxton Lynch? Probably Lynch. Yeah, but I've, there's a question yeah, coming up here if, later. If you're, things haven't if been good about, about Lynch in camp. You're talking about straight up, you know, arm strength, zip the ball, this and that. Yeah. You know, arm strength. You get what a younger guy, but that doesn't necessarily. But we know what. Yeah. There's other issues there. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm taking seven all day. You know that. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. That's what I think. I'm. I say, give me the experience. Give me the experience of right. someone who, sh- who showed that they can run things. Because basically, this was kind of another thing that Ike said. How he said how Ben's kind of almost like the offensive coordinator. It's that Ben calls his own plays. The offensive coordinator gives a, basically has a game plan and suggestions for Ben, and Ben goes out there and figures out what's best in that situation. That's what it is. Yeah. So this this is a this is a quick answer. Is Claypool going to be the number number one or number two? The answer there is not this year. No. No, not this year. Um, but could be down the road. Um, he is impressing a lot, but don't 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 get ahead of yourself. I mean, he would be if there's some injuries. Um, but uh let's let's not let's not crown him yet. But okay? in the end, uh really does it matter? No. Does it matter what number yep. it is? No. Doesn't matter. It when you're on the field. So yep. So I skipped. Here we go. Um, this was based on some conversation going here about Marcus Allen, um, about, about, um, are we convinced that Marcus Allen isn't fit for the NFL level or do we believe he could be a useful player in the Baron type role? He was a hard hitter in college. Penn state fans love them. So Marcus Allen, and I understand that there's been good reports. Um, they've brought him up to do backs on backers at times and he, and apparently reportedly did well. So he's a guy that I was thinking of leaving off the 53 man roster and then training camp's been happening. And I'm like, the only reason I did is because I felt like he could be a good practice squad guy that gets bumped up some, but, um, some reports are there that, uh, that, that he he's doing all right there. I, you know what? Haven't heard much of Antoine Brooks, Brooks Jr. The sixth rounder out of Maryland. Maybe that's a guy that, 
can go on the practice squad. It's hard to say. Like I say, fifth round is the is the is the round fifth fifth round on is guys that I don't think are guaranteed to make the team. Right. Um, you have any question you you see you want to bring up while I'm looking? You you were you said it would was coming later on, so we'll have to bring yep, it up. There it is. Yep. You have reports about passing struggling in camp. Uh, yeah, but I don't think the struggling has anything to do with his arm strength. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the reason why he was a first round pick in Denver and we were able to go pluck him off the street because it's not ability. about ability, you know, nope. and from what I understand, but, but we'll see. I think it would be smart for the Steelers to add to with the expanded practice squad to maybe carry on, you know, I've even here. Here's the one. Here's the one. What about the Steelers only carrying two quarterbacks on the active roster, but two on the practice squad. Ooh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to have them have four between the practice squad and the, and just because of COVID, because you can't, you can't go into a game with two, if two quarterbacks are down and only have one. So uh, that's, that's just what I think, but maybe it's not Lynch, you know, it's hard to say. Um, But we, I'd love to say, we'll see, but you know what? That's one we're not going to see. We're not going to see. We're not going to know squat. Um, you're going to find out on September 5th when the Steelers yep. make their roster cutdowns. That's what you'll. That's when you'll see. And then it may be on September 6th when they're signing their practice squad. So, um, so we'll just have to see. With a lot of those practice squads, going to be interesting. Like I said, you might be, need to keep some sort of kicker on the practice squad just because of just you know. To me, the last four guys are what I'm really going to call the COVID squad. These are guys that might be based on a position that you wouldn't have kept otherwise, but because of COVID, you have to. Yeah. You can you can you get on board with that? I can. Um, Dallas wanted to know about signing Ray 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 McLeod um, if they're not comfortable with some of the receivers they have. Interesting thing about that, they chose Ray Ray over everybody's darling, you know, out of Penn State. You know, Saeed Blacknall. A lot of people looked for him for a sleeper to make the 53-man roster. I didn't have him on the on the 53-man roster. I even had guys like Amara Darbo ahead of him. But um, they released him and brought in Ray Ray. I, maybe they're looking for other guys that can help fill in the practice squad as well. I don't really know. It's really hard to say with those with those bottom end of the roster guys. I don't think it's a problem in their top five or six. So, but we'll see. So, um, man, Dallas is firing him off here like crazy. He says, yeah. uh, Waitman, is he our punter? Let's just say this. Guy didn't kick in college last year. He's two years removed from punting. He's still on the 80-man roster. That tells you a little something. There is a competition. You know I mean? Yeah. There is, there is a competition. Yeah, That's all. which is – and he must be all right or else they would have said, you know what? Let's find somebody else. So, yeah. Um, well, since you're going to Dallas, he's still firing them off. Mm-hmm. Right tar- tackle competition. Very interesting from TJ Watt today and how he talked about that. Said about how Chooks has better hands, things like that. Some of the other guys are saying Chooks is more athletic, but Banner just goes out there with pure desire and plays so hard. Um, right now, it's Zach Banner. Simply because Chooks are for four hours in practice, he's Sorry. hurt. He's got a. He's dealing with a groin issue. So right now, your best. What is it? 
Well, that's the, that's the Talmudism. Your best ability is your availability. Yeah, that's right. So if he's not available, then right now Banner's in the lead because he's the one practicing. Um, fun one. This, well, uh, I I first. this is first. Are we having fans in Pittsburgh? Oh, sorry, hasn't somebody. been rolled out. Click on yours. Okay. Who's your guess as to the shot cut this year? Just like, you know, last year everybody was shocked. Oh, two's our skipper. We, yeah. Well, they didn't cut him. I know. Until Saturday. Um, right. It was, uh, no, was it the shot cut? I'm still thinking of two years ago when it was Landry Jones. Oh, you know, that yeah. was the shot cut a couple years ago. Who's the shock cut this year? I don't know that there could be one because of no preseason. Because of no preseason and just not and the tight lips at camp. Um, to so. me, my shock cut, I, I said it before, guys think I'm, think I'm crazy. I'm going with Zach Gentry. <laughs> I, I, I still think he could make this team and he could be fine. I'm just saying he didn't show much last year. We haven't heard much of anything about him this year. I know some people are in love with him and saying he can't go on the practice squad. Um, he was a fifth-round pick. Some people would be – I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked at that. But to me, it would be more of a shock cut. There is going to be someone that you don't expect that's going to be cut, and you're like, oh, no, and it's because they want to put him on the practice squad. Um, but even remember, that's not a guarantee. Last year with Deontay Spencer – the report even was the Steelers were signing him to the practice squad. Boom, he's on Denver on the active roster. So, right. yep. What about you, Rich? Give me a shot cut. Um, see, it's just, I don't know his name, somebody. <laughs> it's like it's anybody. Okay. Um, I don't know if it necessarily because people are rooting for it, but you know, we cut Jordan Berry. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. That's a good that one. Would be, that would be a that little bit of a surprise. Now it would be make some people really happy. Yeah. To me, that still would be like a, whoa, we actually did it. Yeah. You know? Hey, another one. Dan McCullers. I mean, yeah. Keith Butler yeah. already said it's kind of a do or die season for him. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like putting it in that way. So, hey, with that, that's a good question to end on right there. So stay tuned for Behind the Steel Curtain for more information about the Survivor League. That'll be coming out. We'll do that on the podcast and on the website. Uh, make sure you're, you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We are giving you crazy amounts of articles. We're giving you, if news comes out, it's there. That's just basically how it works. And yet you're still getting some commentary, break, film breakdown, all these things. Um, We've got our whole lineup of podcasts. Uh, I think people are starting to get used to them now. We got Beck and Black with um, uh, with Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Um, then we got the Steelers preview Thursday with myself, Brian T. Davis, and Jeff Hartman. Friday night is the live mic with Michael Beck. Saturday is Steelers brunch with Tony. Man, he starts at twelve on the dot. That's what he oh, does. Yep. Yeah. Then you've got the um, Tales from Two A.M. with Brian Anthony Davis on on Sundays, and then Mondays you get the Q and A, which will very soon be morphing into the Hangover, which I can't wait for that because that means we've got stuff to be hungover about when it comes to Steelers football. Make sure you are checking out all the audio only shows that we have going on. We've got Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We've got the Steelers Retro Show with Brian and Tony on Tuesdays, and you have my Steelers Stat Geek on Thursdays. Those are out first thing in the morning. Rich, 
Did I did I hit everything good? Did I do the whole rundown? Yeah, you actually did. For as bad as you were messing stuff up at the beginning, you like that might have. I, I, I need to go back and tape that one and just play it every week because yeah, I actually got you. the rundown right. So, yeah, um, fantastic. Anything else we really go to the order before we get out of here? Uh, no, just you know, the, I'll tell everybody out there. Hey, don't be surprised. We're not going to hear tons coming out of camp. We were talking about it. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, the, the biggest thing I don't want to hear out of camp is injuries. Let's not hear about it. Let's not hear about it anymore. I mean, guys are getting dinged up. Nothing major yeah, so far. Are, but, a lot of these are mm-hmm. some of the vets, minor dings. Yeah, I'm a little concerned for Chooks because that we'll that bothers that. me. He's not out there competing with Banner. But yep. Hey, we've we've got some good stuff in the live chat. Uh, James Cowball says that he will Google responsibly in the future. We got mm-hmm. unfortunately we, we missed some guys like Russ and Ezra jumping in here late. Hopefully they can go back and still uh, catch the show at another time. And if you're listening to this on podcast form, we know the majority of our podcasts are out on well, with on Apple. So please go in and get that five star rating if you like what you're hearing. It would really help. And Jeff Hartman even said this: if you write a comment. On Apple Podcasts, if you write out a comment, he will he will read it on his show. So go in there, uh, say what you think about our Behind the Steel Curtain podcast. That would be really helpful. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and you have your notifications on. And make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And just we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're going to have some Steeler football real soon. So... Uh, Thanks for, for joining us tonight. Stay safe out there, Steeler Nation. Later, Steeler family.